Hey, welcome to a trigger-proof transmission that I was, I don't know, maybe delaying sharing with right now. I was about to hit go live. I was about to hit the button go live because these are all live. They're not scripted or I would hit that go live button just before I did. I was like, mm, I was a little bit scared. And whenever I feel a little bit scared before I publish something, I know uh, it's my soul telling me that I'm moving in the right direction. And this is a very touchy subject because, well, first of all, this entire community is based on touchy subjects. It's called Trigger Proof for a reason. <clears throat> if you're new here, welcome. My name's Dr. Nima Romani. I've been a chiropractor for basically 20, 21 years, realizing that the reason why people were coming to see me was really stress-related disorders. After doing something for 20 years, you start to understand a little bit more and want to go deeper with healing. And I realized that stress-related problems were really essentially uh, relationship breakdowns, ruptures from connecting from self. And keep going upstream, that's caused from a, a, a rupture, a trauma, a rupture from self. The soul leaves the body. We don't have a sense of who we are. We then enter relationships like this, and relationships break down, and we start getting sick over time. We start developing uh, immune issues, digestive issues, thyroid issues, and from a health standpoint, I'm really interested in that as a chiropractor. So after about 15 years, 10, 15 years, when I start noticing patterns, holy shit, these people are coming in with stress-related problems. And these stress-related problems have to do with just the way their, you know, their relationship with life itself. So about 12 years ago, I decided to give myself permission to create a little workshop in my office called Life Skills for a Stressful World. I thought maybe if I taught my patients, they would have better outcomes. And lo and behold, they did. The patients that would show up in my life's three-hour Life Skills for a Stressful World workshop actually got better. They got better. And I know because I noticed that when I would when I would first do this and I would see they would they would come in with these stress related problems, I would refer them to a counselor or a therapist because hell fuck, I'm not qualified. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. I'm just a chiropractor. What the hell do I have talking to them about that? But I knew it was stress related. So I would start sending them to a counselor or a therapist. And after a while, I started to hear the same thing guess what it was yeah here's what they would say it was common and I'm not bagging on all therapists I'm just saying I heard this again and again and again how would you if you kept hearing this from patients that you sent to counselors and therapists how would how would you respond this is what I would hear guess what I would hear I would hear yeah it's okay I get to talk about my thing for an hour but then I don't really leave with any tools it's like, yeah, I got the issue. Yeah, I get it. It's my mom. My father was a narcissist. My mom was an abusive alcoholic. Yeah, I get it, but I'm not really leaving with any anything except, oh, it's all happened in your childhood. It's just like, okay, there's a diagnosis, but there isn't really a, a how do I heal from this? It's kind of like when you go to the doctor and then you say, and you, the doctor tells you, I got back pain. The doctor x-rays you and say, oh, you have osteoarthritis. And then you're like, oh, 
patients would come in constantly to see me. I went to the doctor, I had back pain, took an x-ray, he said I had osteoarthritis or degenerative discs. And it's like, okay, now what I what do I do? Oh, the doctor's like, oh, well, we don't, we don't actually help the problem. We just label it. <laughs> and it's like, I just really want to get this, really help you with this, is that what good is labeling an issue if you don't have a process, any roadmap to victory that looks like you healing from that? What is that? Healing. Well, as it turns out, the word healing means to make whole. And you cannot make whole if you look at the issue like, you know, anxious attachment, ang um, uh, disorganized attachment, um, uh, avoidant attached, insecure avoidant, whatever label you have, the problem with the traditional type of therapies, the problem with the medical system, okay, you might be new here, you have a lot of you are new in this community, you haven't been following me for a while, I've been saying this for about 10, 15 years, the problem, the inherent problem with this model is that it's great if you can label something. If labeling something was enough to help you heal, then we'd have a fuck ton of healthy people around the world. You know, we wouldn't have such a deep challenge with mental health issues. We wouldn't have a deep you know, crisis when it comes to our healthcare system. But unfortunately, that system does not work. So in order for us to have a conversation of healing, we must get out of that system and paradigm. Do I have your permission to start a new conversation that's about healing rather than about focusing on the label and the diagnosis, which is what the traditional therapy is? So you know your attachment style, for example. You know your attachments. Oh, you. Oh, it's because of your anxious attached. Oh, well, that explains it. And it's so prevalent in today that I see the the uh, the quiz that people are doing, and then they come and they do comments on the quiz on the attachments quiz, and it's like, ho oh, ho, anxious attached. Yup, I knew it. And it's like they treat it as an endpoint. The diagnosis becomes the endpoint. Oh, I have osteoarthritis. That's it. Yes, I don't have to do anything about it. I feel so relieved that I have a label for this problem because now it's got nothing to do with me. I'm a victim to this label. I'm a, oh, I'm anxious attached. Oh, I'm avoidant. Oh, I'm disorganized. LOL. Mm. And I just shake my head and realize how prevalent this psychological system. We're just asleep. This is the matrix. This is the matrix of diagnosis, label, point a finger, and the whole, the whole game can't be seen because you're so in it. You can't see it when you're possessed by it. But when you get out of it and join this community, which is about an entirely different conversation, you observe it and you realize that in order for this system to keep going, we must start to diagnose and label and put uh, responsibility on the things outside of us. In other words, this illness like osteoarthritis, oh, 
I have osteoarthritis, so I become the victim. The perpetrator is this illness. The perpetrator is this illness. Label, oh, I have bipolar. Oh, I'm an avoidant. Oh, I'm whatever. And you just focus on the diagnosis and label as though that is your perpetrator. You're the victim. You've now entered the drama triangle. Check this out. If that is the perpetrator, like osteoarthritis, like anxious attached, like, oh, I've been diagnosed with bipolar. I've been diagnosed with borderline. I've been diagnosed with you know, narcissism, he's a narcissist. You point a finger and you now have this thing that it's the perpetrator, I'm the victim. Guess, guess who, what you need when you have a victim and a perpetrator, guess what you need in order to fix this? You need a hero, you need a savior, you need a rescuer. Ah, man in white coat. White man in white coat in the, you know, in this kind of, uh, this is the system. This is the system that you were born into. This is the system that has, has you under a spell. This is the system that has you asleep because if I can convince you that you are a victim to a chemical imbalance, the victim to a, an illness like depression, you're a victim to this thing outside of you, you're the victim, that's the perpetrator. Now I get a hero in a white coat or a therapist, savior, guru, to rescue me. And here's how the system then feeds itself because you will, because you will always be a victim to osteoporosis. You have osteoarthritis and there's nothing we can do, sir. Ma'am, there's nothing we can do. Unfortunately, sorry. You are helpless, you are powerless, you will have it for the rest of your life, and you just need to take these, or you need to come and see me every fucking week for 20 years. And we're gonna talk about the same thing week after week, and then say, ah, you know, it's because of your abusive alcoholic father. That's not your fault, which it isn't your fault, but there's really nothing we can do and you will always be the victim of your abusive alcoholic father or your narcissistic ex. Poor you, poor you. And now you remain helpless. One of the inherent flaws of this system is that there is nothing within the system that encourages you to get out of the system. Think about it. It doesn't suit the business model. That's why you have to do it for the rest of your life. One of our clients, um, Omar, was on anti-anxiety medication for 12 years going to a psychiatrist. The psychiatry tells a psychiatrist, psychiatrist gives him a medication, says you're gonna need this, you have anxiety disorder. It's a chemical imbalance. And Omar said to him, well, how long do I have to keep going under this kind of protocol or program? And the psychiatrist kind of laughed and he's like, for the rest of your life like you don't you don't heal from this you don't get out of this and for 12 years he lived that way until his chiropractor one of my clients told her told him well clearly you have some trauma there this trauma that's unresolved in your body that you've only used medication to heal that you've only done talk therapy to heal and not actually dealt with on a feeling body based level 
which traditional therapy does not do, <laughs> then of course you're going to be anxious under that model. Under their model, there's no healing. So he came into our program and learned how to heal himself, self-healer. Now, there was a time where I'm not saying one-to-one -one sessions aren't helpful. Of course they are. Of course, in certain aspects, there are really scary things we go through and we don't have the capacity to walk into those scary moments alone, nor should we. And that is wise to have a guide walking you through those parts so that you can then find power where you thought you didn't have it. Ultimately, the goal of true healing work is about owning where you had power, where you thought you were powerless, a powerless victim, to find power in that moment, in those incidents of powerless victim that has us traumatized, to walk somebody. So we wa I walked him through those moments. He was a child soldier in Ethiopia. At the age of 13, he was a child soldier. He watched his father die when he was 12, and he never grieved it. These were not addressed in his therapies. Just medication, or that it was talked about, but they never, they were never there to guide him somatically into the processing of his grief, healing and walking him to connect with that wounded inner child that was so felt so abandoned. And mind you, walking somebody into meeting their abandoned younger parts is fucking scary. So it's really important to have a, a skilled skilled and trained guide to walk you back. Of course, I'm not knocking the one-to-one -one approach. I'm just sharing with you some inherent limitations you might not be aware of. And if you don't learn, you likely will be at the effect of going to therapy, spending tens of thousands of dollars for years, which is what most of the clients who reach out to me are saying. So those of you who are new and who are challenging me on and call, trying to call me out for being against therapy, I'm not. Most, I would say 90% of everybody who ends up in my DMs is already under therapy, is already has done work, but they've reached a point where they're like, I still haven't been able to create healthy relationships. I still react. I, I, I've learned a lot. I get it. I've forgiven my mother. I understand they did the best they could at their time. But still, whenever somebody slightly raises their voice, I lose it like I'm 10 years old again. It's in my body. I still react. And despite all the therapies I've done, I still can't have a fucking healthy relationship. This is the telltale sign. This is another thing I want to point you out when you're seeking out help and guidance for your challenges. If you want to learn to become wealthy, what kind of a financial advisor are you going to choose? Is it not wise to look at the life of the financial advisor that you are choosing and go, hmm, is this guy like in debt or gal? Is this person on point? Do they have the lifestyle that I really would love to have? Are they living what they're teaching? Make sure when you choose a financial advisor, you kind of take a look.
right? When you choose a personal trainer, do you choose somebody? Are you going to choose somebody and take advice on somebody who is like 50 pounds overweight? Would that really make sense to you? No. So please, please write this down. I'm really giving you this. Make sure that you don't take any relationship advice from anyone who they themselves are not living a fulfilling, secure relationship. There was a gal who just on the thread, you can see she asked a question. She said, my boyfriend and I broke up. Da -da 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 -da. He did this and he treated me horribly. Please help. What do I do? And now this lovely, beautiful community I'm so grateful for wanted to chip in and be helpful to her. Therapy I did for four years. It saved me. And it seems that Okay, first of all, I get it. You're new, so you don't understand the foundation of the work that I'm teaching is really about self-healing, is about teaching you how to create safety internally so that you can create safe relationships rather than just going to therapy thinking you're healing but still not able to create a safe space for a relationship to thrive. You know? The one thing you want to ask is, is the person I'm getting is the person I'm getting relationship counseling from, do they have a secure relationship? This is the end of, this is it. And what I love to do is I like to click on the profiles of the people who made the suggestions of what they should do to help this, this young woman who's going through her breakup. And most of the time, most of the time, in fact, it's a large majority, I don't, and when I look at the profiles, the person either has so much filters, you know, like they all, it's got the same type of profile. They have so many filters. In other words, there is no real authentic, real picture, if at all. Some, most of the time it's like covered, tons of filters, and no family, like relationship, healthy, sign of healthy relationship when they're giving the relationship advice. And, and, and the thing is, is that they don't find that at all um, a little bit of a disconnect. So that really triggered me when I kept seeing that. So when that triggered me, I know, because I'm, I'm looking and, and my thoughts are like, how the hell are you here giving relationship advice and arguing with me about the proper course of action for example, I'll have a, a sign that says, should I stay or should I go? This woman posts, if you have to ask that question, then you should leave. That was the, that was the comment that she made as far as giving relationship advice. Should I stay or should I go? That's one of the questions a lot of uh, the clients that reach out to me, they're looking for a solution for. And my job is to help uncover what that is from them. Because not to give them advice, but to help uncover whatever barriers are stopping you from knowing and expressing what your truth is, right? But the comment was, if you have to ask that question, then you should leave. So, of course, I clicked on her profile and a, a big surprise, I didn't really see a healthy relationship. I didn't see any evidence. It's usually a similar profile, single white female, no offense, single white female, extremely um, traumatized, okay, 
angry and bitter and you know loves jesus though loves jesus and is trying to be kind but is like really fucking bitter <laughs> and has done a shit ton of therapy but still so wounded that there isn't a capacity to create a healthy relationship around her okay it's very common there's a there's a <laughs> and really angry and really bitter and highly offended at a suggestion that they could possibly be blind to something or they're not seeing something. In other words, there's no, their way is right and invalidating you completely. Uh, usually they're the ones that'll label their ex as narcissist. They'll have the label for their partner or their ex. Uh, but then when getting into a dialogue and, and, and conversation, they're the first to invalidate and gaslight. And, you know, kind of boom, kind of like what their narcissist ex likely does. And they are, here they are treating me exactly the same way. And of course, it's completely blind to them because in order for them to see that, it takes deep shadow work, which is where one of the limitations of therapy is. Number one was does the therapist have a relationship that's healthy themselves? Number two is, does, have they done their own shadow work? Now, just because I've gone to school and got my counselor's diploma does not necessarily mean that I have done my own inner work. And by inner work, it means deep, integration of my wounded darker parts my wounded inner child my shadow that's some deep shit and the interesting thing is your counselor the counseling diploma department it is illegal for them to expect that their counselors who gave they give license to do their inner work in other words your counselor could have or therapists could get their degree without ever having done their own healing work in other words there are many counselors one of my good friends is a therapist and i asked her about this she said i remember seeing this on my graduation she's a good friend of mine an amazing therapist and counselor a deep respect for what she does and i asked her about this and 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 i said when I'm following some therapists and stuff, you can tell the ones that have done their own inner healing work. You can totally tell. And because there's a softness to them, there's a gentleness to them, there's a lightness to them. <clears throat> there is a deep sense of understanding. In other words, their bitterness quotient for life has gone down. Once you've done your healing work, you don't walk around so bitter and, and, and like, invalidating of others you're actually more open that's how you know that you're really moving in the healing you'll get you there's a safety there but there are so many of these counselors that speak with vitriol and anger towards abuse their 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 abuse uh, like abusers and abusers in general which which is really a, a sign and an indication that, that that they're talking and they're teaching from their wounds not their scars in other words, there's no evidence if you just hire a counselor that they're teaching you from their scars, not their wounds. 
the best healers, the best guides that you can find are ones who have actually walked the same path as you. Right? And so that was a big trigger for me until I realized that I was doing that. For a very long time, I was doing this work and this community, another community I was leading, um, and I was in a relationship that wasn't actually congruent. It wasn't secure. And I was helping people through relationship challenges when I myself was not living congruent to what I was teaching. So that's why it triggered me when I watched these people give relationship advice when they themselves didn't have one, right? It's the ones who are in deep relationships who actually seem humble and understanding to both sides, right? It's the single ones that are like, no, nope, it's got to be like this. It's black, it's white, and it's like, mm, should I stay or should I go? If you're ser if you're thinking about it, you should leave, really? No, every healthy relationship that I've known that's been long-term has gone through periods where you're wondering, should I stay or should I go? But if you make a few key transitions, you can turn that question around and either know and go all in, which has happened with many of our clients. They were at, should I stay or should I go? Jason in September was ready to call it quits with his wife, Katie. And they moved, she moved out. We got started with the work and he was like, I'm done, I'm done. I'm like, okay, great. We just made the transitions and shifted, learned the skill sets, the mindsets to become trigger proof. All of a sudden he completely shifted. He, you know, she wasn't doing the work with us, but he shifted and all of a sudden the dynamic between the two of them completely changed, completely. They were also doing counseling, great. And apparently from what he was telling me, they were doing great work. They did couples counseling, but he took on the work of healing his own wounds. And without doing that, their relationship probably wouldn't have survived. They actually wouldn't. And they moved back in and in their one year anniversary, it was even better. It was like so early in their relationship. It was even better when they got back because because he actually healed what was what was wounded within him. He used the relationship to go inside to actually heal rather than just talk about it. So the inherent challenges with hiring counselors and therapists is there's no real guarantee. Do you know their background? Have they gone through? Have they done the work that they're teaching you? Or is it just because they have a thing on the wall? Does the, is their life a demonstration? Are they a living, breathing example of what they're teaching? If they're not, then, you know, it's wise for you to really start to look for some other guide. The second one, yeah, is that there's no guarantee that they've done, there's no guarantee that they've done their work. Um, here's the other part. The victim is you, the perpetrator is that thing or person, and the hero becomes the therapist. This is one of the major traps that I see. Let me know if this lands or resonates with you. If you don't learn the skills to, to learn how to emotionally regulate, regulate your nervous system, clear whatever triggers come up in the moment and you have processes, then you're going to look to a therapist or a counselor as your hero. 
you're, they are not here to save you. And unconsciously, if, if the therapist or counselor, this was my problem as well, isn't doing their own healing work, they will likely get into an engagement with you as their, as your hero. And then we'll start to, you will start to look at them as a hero rather than a guide of you rescuing you. And so what happens is you're looking to them for a solution. You might have settled that argument thanks to the therapist because you don't feel safe in the relationship. You go to the therapist, do couples counseling, you have the solution for this issue, but then six months down the road, because you haven't learned any processes, skill sets, how to self-regulate your emotions, how to communicate effectively in a safe manner to create safety for the other person, how to listen, like you haven't learned. So you now need that therapist or guide or counselor to solve another one for you. So please write this down is whoever you choose must be process oriented rather than solution oriented. Of course you want to get an outcome, but the outcome you really want to get is that you've learned processes. You ask the therapist, okay, so how did you come to that conclusion? Make sure you ask them, okay, where did you come up with that? How can I learn to do that? So that you have your therapist working for you rather than you're sitting there hoping that they're like doing the work for you. This creates a codependency. That's why for two, three, 20 years, you can still be talking about the same thing. And if the therapist hasn't done their own work, unfortunately, keeping you stuck in that victim story is enabling you and it serves the hero because now you need me once a week for the rest of your life. Does this make sense? A true guide does not give you the solution. A true guide walks you into the path back to yourself to find the solutions within, to be able to say you're not a victim. You're not the victim to this perpetrator who needs a hero to save you. You are the victim. You are the perpetrator to yourself and you should be the hero to yourself. In other words, the only way out of this mess is a system which doesn't really suit the business model of the therapist or counselor, which is a true guide to walking you back to becoming your own hero. So when people write down, oh, I did three years of therapy and honestly, it was the best thing. Great. It feels good to, when you're feeling like shit and in despair to go in week after week to have someone validate you or to, you know, go into couples counseling and then go, because you don't know how to create safety in a relationship, because you don't feel safe within, you don't know how to regulate your emotions, you've, you're triggered from all of this past unresolved trauma, you haven't learned how to manage yourself, of course you're not going to feel safe talking to your partner. So what are you going to do? You're going to have to create a, a once a week uh, conversation in a, with a mediator so that you actually feel safe to express yourself, which is great. And then the inherent challenge is, you feel that safety there, but then when you go home, what happens when you get triggered and all of a sudden the safety's off? Now you're not speaking, you don't have comfort, and then now you gotta wait until fucking Friday again so that you can have a conversation, so that they can, you can have a referee or kind of a surrogate mom or dad to validate you.
which is really what most couples counseling I find is. Is this landing for you? Is it upsetting you? I'm not doubting. There are many great therapists out there. It's just that from my experience in the mind-body field, this is what we see. 95% of everybody who reaches out to me is already going to therapy, right? So you have this hero complex that you're looking for, which then potentially leads you vulnerable to and enabling you in your victim story. How do you know you're going to the right therapist? Well, here's what I've observed is any guide who's helping you overcome your victim story to find power where once you were playing the victim is on the right track. In other words, the right therapist is actually working for you to, to have you no longer need them. Think about that. That's, that is a congruent therapist. If you've ever heard of the holistic psychologist, look her up. She's got three million, she's like the, her Instagram account. She is a psychotherapist who basically was like, this shit doesn't work. Two years ago, she starts this Instagram account and says, traditional psychotherapy doesn't fucking work. Of course, it's helpful, but it, but it doesn't really change the patterns. Inherent in the model is flawed. So I'm now going to teach people how to self-heal. There's certain things to do. There's breath work. She teaches the polyvagal, like pretty much inner child, pretty much everything I'm teaching in this she's teaching you can imagine i'm like saying this for years and finally someone who's in the psychotherapy model is like saying what i've been saying it's like it was incredibly validating for me i'm like yeah she's saying it but then of course her colleagues are spitting in her face calling her out because they feel threatened right the truth of the matter is my you know my friend nura who was there she goes there are two types of psychotherapists, psychologists, counselors. Half of them are beautiful souls who've done their own healing work, who have a deep desire to transform humanity. The other half are walking around wounded and they are damaging people's lives unconsciously. The other half, she said, I remember seeing it at my graduation. She told me this. I was like, fuck, this is a scary thought. The other half are walking around with unhealed wounds and they're actually trying to, like they're unconsciously, because they're not doing it on purpose, downloading their wounds. If you don't believe me, check this out. I had this, um, I want you to see this here. I had this in a men's group that I'm a part of and this was one of the questions from one of the men who is going through a separation. I just want you to see how how much damage can happen with therapy with a therapist who hasn't done their own healing work. Let me give you an example. And this was the, the question that he had. And my heart goes out to this dude. This is what happened. He said, I've been separated for five months, 28 year marriage, five kids. She got the idea, put it in her head by her therapist and from some literature that she's, re that she's reading that I'm a narcissist. She's a codependent and absolutely the only way for her to heal is to cut off contact with me until she's had long enough time to break her bond with me and fall out of love so she's not tempted to give me another chance. Think about that. 
Think about what that would feel like, okay? To give her another chance. She said she won't do marriage counseling with me because her therapist said I would just manipulate the marriage counseling. I haven't seen her for five months and she won't even talk to me on the phone, but we text almost every day, mostly about the kids and finances. I'm working really hard to change. I'm in therapy. I'm working hard daily at mindfulness and other ways to master my emotions, show compassion for myself and others, and increase my spirituality and gratitude, become less needy, etc. I take accountability for cheating. Uh sucks i get it for manipulative and narcissistic behavior by the way if somebody can own that they have been behaving in narcissistic ways then they're no longer a narcissist because a true narcissist is not able to do that just a side note fyi for those of you who love labeling narcs look in a mirror when you before you do that the people who love labeling narcs don't understand that what they're doing is gaslighting. They're becoming narcs themselves. They can't see it. It's a huge fucking blind spot. I see it all the time. I take accountability for cheating, for manipulative and narcissistic behavior, etc. People are telling me they notice a change in me. My son told me I'm like a new person, gentler and non-reactive. My wife acknowledges the change in me also, but she says that's classic narcissistic behavior, her therapist told her. That they will do things like go to therapy, go back to church, get sober, speak respectfully, do kind gestures, but it's all just a ploy to get their narcissistic supply back. It's like she She's been brainwashed and there's literally nothing I can say or do to make her believe I've changed because a narcissist can't change according to her therapist yes are you a narcissist yes okay then it must not be real okay wait it it's and it's circular okay check this out oh it appears that you've changed yes are you a narcissist yes okay then it must not be real change motivated by real compassion and regret because it must be fake and manipulative because you're a narcissist by the way i'm not touting my changes to her he says i'm trying to do everything i can to heal myself and let my change speak for itself but it's so fucking frustrating from this book i'm listening to for insight into this whole narcissistic codependent thing they may um they may insert long list of things that a normal person would do to make amends for cheating in a relationship, da 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 but don't mistake this grand show as anything other than the idealization phase typical of narcissistic abuse. It's all future faking. Narcissists aren't capable of change because they aren't capable of feeling normal human emotions like love and compassion, he asks. How can I possibly expect her to notice my change and allow for it to be authentic if she's locked into this kind of thinking? Wow. You might even want to read that <laughs> back again. Essentially, if you go to the wrong therapist and the therapist isn't, isn't promoting the idea of healing the self, okay? Now, it's true. Sometimes... Some space is required to learn to self-regulate. And this is what I mentioned to him. I said, dude, you have no, there's nothing you can do except to understand that she clearly, as a codependent, this was my advice to him. I said, dude, my heart goes out to you. But she's been brainwashed. She has such a, like a, a poor sense of self that she has been, she needs someone to think for her. Before, that was you. 
<laughs> now she realized that caused her pain, so she's now plugged into somebody else's brain. Before it was you. That's the dance of the narcissist codependent. It's I'm plugged into somebody else's energy socket, and I'm going to, you know, codepend, give, 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 so that I can get my identity through you. And now that I'm hurt, I can't manage my emotions. I can't take responsibility. So I have to, I have some, I have to have some space, which she needs, no doubt. But then if you find the wrong therapist who they themselves are at the effect of their own narcissistic abuse, they haven't healed from their wounds. They're going to project their wounds onto the client. This is, this is really damaging. <laughs> you know, it's, it sucks. And I told the guy, I said, dude, I am super sorry that you're going through this. And there is no, there is nothing you can do because everything you do will be turned against you. Everything you do will be, you, you will experience narcissistic abuse. You'll experience probably how you've been. And I told him, I said, probably how you've been showing up. Otherwise, she wouldn't be in this situation. Your work is to take full ownership and continue healing with the younger parts of you that had you showing up as a fucking narcissist. That's your responsibility. You can't change her. And you literally have to be okay letting her go. You literally have to be okay getting yourself to a place where I take full responsibility for my part in creating this mess. You're not a victim to her. You actually have to see, his name is Troy, I said, you have to see that you created this. You got to own it. That's the part that nobody wants to do. You got to own your part in it. And be as understanding to her and her fears and the, her traumas that created her codependency as much as possible and say, okay, I respect whatever decision you, ha you, you have and just let me know how I can be of service. The end. And just move forward with your life. <laughs> Seriously, that's all you can do until hopefully one day you get to a place once you have full, you really hit that and your, your heart really opens is that you've been listening to the trigger proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation, becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time she'll be able to feel your like a difference like the way that you respond is so different and it's not done for her approval it's actually because of who you've become so this is probably one of the greatest gifts because she's you know 
this is great because she's kind of forcing you to become the most authentic person that you could be. This is exactly what happened with me, and it was the greatest gift because I was like, okay, this is who I am. You've labeled me, so I have no opportunity because it's your therapist. Okay, I get it. I've been in that situation before. I totally get it. And so the only way that I can do this is to fully heal my wounds, take full ownership for my narcissism, to take full ownership for how I created the same issue. Full ownership. And then from there, create a secure relationship of my own. And that's what I did. And now I'm married. I have a secure relationship. We get into arguments. She puts up with me. <laughs> because I'm quick to override my ego. I'm quick to own where I'm being the wounded child. I'm quick to take ownership and not play the victim. And that's exactly what we teach in our programs. This is, I take full responsibility to create secure, to learn the skills, the strategies, the tools, the mindsets, the frameworks to be able to be the one to be at cause for secure relationships to thrive. And this is what we teach in our programs. This is why when people are like, go to therapy for four years, and I'm like, dude, I have a, I have a workshop. It's called, like, just understand the title is, should I stay or should I go? The five transitions required to create secure relationship without years of counseling or therapy. It's right here. I'm sending a link right there, and it's a master class that I teach. It's a 90-minute workshop where you actually practice. You get into the learning of how to do it. The trend, you need five transitions. And I talk about therapy. I talk about where therapy fits in and where it doesn't. I've given you a little tidbit of it, of what to look out for. You know, for example, it's you know, trying to find a solution from a therapist versus learning processes. You don't need that from a therapist. You can actually learn it. You know, you can actually learn to train your nervous system to become trigger-proof so that you can create emotional safety in a relationship, right? And take responsibility. Instead of going, he was a liar, he was a cheater, understanding human behavior in the nervous system, you understand that I will only lie to you because I don't feel safe. I feel low self-esteem and shame, and I don't feel safe in my environment with you to tell you the truth. Now, am I blaming you for the person lying to you? No, this isn't about blame. This isn't about victim blaming. But this is about going, okay, this person lied to me and it hurts. Ideally, people never lie and they always tell the truth. But in reality, if I, this is what was happening to me, my, my staff would lie to me and I would get so pissed because they shouldn't lie until one day I was like, wait a second. Why is it that they don't feel safe to tell me the fucking truth? Who am I being for them that has them feeling unsafe? Well, my reactivity when things aren't going my way isn't good. I react and I'm dramatic, as you can tell. <laughs> There's no way that I am a safe place for truth to, to, to be experienced. Who would I have to become? Notice, I'm not taking the blame for it, the lying. It's not my fault they lied. But what if I took responsibility? So I did. And I healed the attachment wounds. Not talking about them. 
not by talking about my narcissistic parents, but by actually going and healing on a somatic level. Most of our clients have done years of therapy, and then I ask them this question, close your eyes and imagine yourself in the same room as your mother. And then their body goes like this. When their body goes like this, what does that tell me? I don't care if you tell me you've forgiven them. Your body is reacting. It's still in your body. Talk therapy is a clever way of avoiding feelings. And it's not going to work. It's not sustainable. It's definitely not sustainable. So a true healing guides you back into feelings. It's not about feeling better. It's about getting better at feeling feeling your emotions talk therapy is a good way of avoiding feeling them staying stuck in story if you're telling the same fucking story for three years about your narcissistic ex and blaming everything on them guess what you're going to be needing that therapy for the rest of your life because now you're enabled in that one story there's a better way a way this is what this is what this whole group is about if you're new here welcome if you see me a little bit emotional right now, I'm fired up in a beautiful way. At first I was triggered, of course, but then I sat there and saw, what is it that I'm so pissed about? I'm like, ah, oh, it's people giving relationship advice about therapists. And they say, I've done three years of therapy. It's worked wonders. So how's your relationship? Well, I, uh, I don't have one. I don't need one. I'm like, okay, so you've had somebody validate your side of it keep you stuck in one side of the story that doesn't not really opening your heart to possibility which is why healing can't happen in isolation you must put yourself out there healing requires vulnerability it requires courage it requires taking full ownership it requires willingness to feel your own feelings it requires you to go inside Get out of your head and get into your heart, get into your body. And there's very few counselors and psychologists who are trained in getting you into your body. How do you know? Well, the ones who are are actually teaching it because they are living a life of what they're teaching. And so do not take relationship advice from somebody who doesn't have an amazing relationship. And if you see somebody asking a question in this group, please share your wisdom, but also say, take it with a grain of salt because I'm not in a healthy relationship right now. Have some fucking humility <laughs> to quit being a narcissist, thinking your way is right when you can't see the obvious blind spot of, are you actually a living, breathing example of safety and security in relationships? And... Please understand, before you're commenting, really get to know what this work is really about. This work is about taking responsibility. This work is about healing. This work is about going deeper than the surface level of talk therapy and going into your body. And asking questions like, hmm, what does a secure relationship feel like? When I ask myself that and I think about it, what feelings come up? Oh, my body tenses up. Great then you got to go deeper than talking if you want to address that. There's something there. 
and it's wise for you to find guides that teach you how to re regulate your nervous system so that you don't feel like you have a tiger chasing after you. How to self-assess your nervous system and then assess your partners so that you can learn to create safety within yourself in a moment of trigger. And then after you've done that, you can go and create safety and take any rupture, misattunement, argument and turn it into deeper connection. That takes skills that you can learn in programs that you can learn as it through education this is exactly what we teach in our programs the overview experience breath work make sure you jump in and join us for those and on the 16th i believe clicking on that link jump into join me live for should i stay or should i go it's a zoom call and at the end of it Anybody who has a problem, I will have them in the hot seat and I will help them through. But only for those who want to take responsibility, not blame for healing. I get it. You have a backstory. I get he was a narcissist. I get they were an abusive alcoholic. I get they were into their addictions. I get they treated you horribly and they were fucked up and traumatized. I get it. I get it. I get it. Nobody's blaming you. But your freedom comes from separating yourself from that victim identity searching for a running from a perpetrator searching from a hero outside of you to becoming the hero owning your victimhood holding yourself in it validating it understanding it being in a community of people who you can share that with healing happens in community it happens in tribe it doesn't happen in isolation the one-on-one -on -one model is missing in co-regulation you must go deeper than talk therapy it's not to knock on it most 90 percent 95 percent of everybody who reaches out to me is already under some type of therapy and i always ask them before i take them in i say okay so why don't you just go to therapy? Why are we on this call? This is one of one of the questions. When people apply to work with me, one of the questions I ask them before we begin, and I'm listening to their issue, and I'm like, so what have you tried? I've done therapy for five years. Okay, great. So why are you why are you choosing me? Why why are you applying to work with us and come into our programs and learn? It goes, Well, I've been following you for a while. That's number one. Many of, you, many of those who've been in this thread just earlier have been saying things, you know, giving therapy advice when you don't have a relationship that's healthy and giving therapy advice. You haven't been really following this. So I get it. If you're new, welcome. If I seem a little pissed, it's okay. I'm, I'm allowed to be pissed. I've just only dedicated 20 years of my life to teaching this. And the way that I'm integrating my trigger is to use my rage and my anger <laughs> and love that little inner child of mine that didn't feel seen by his mother and was staunch about this way of being you know and use that fire to be able to educate right and use it and be the example of what i'm teaching integrate and have empathy towards those makes sense you're in a despair what are you going to do you're going to call a therapist or a counselor great it is amazing to have a support worker in the beginning especially one that validates you when you're feeling like shit. you need it it's like your lifeline great eventually you'll get to a point of getting validated without accountability without learning how to feel and 
expanding the space between stimulus and response and being trigger proof and eventually then you get to a point when you're like okay so I'm ready to talk to you Nima and then I say what's going on why me and you're like I'm sick and tired every time I go to the therapist they just validate my story I don't learn the tools what you're saying is making sense I'm ready to let go of my story I just keep going back it feels good but then they say, oh, it's because of your disorganized, whatever. And they say it's your childhood. But what do I do with that? And it sounds like you're offering something different. And this is what happened to Joel. 20, 35 years of depression. 35 years of depression. And when he talked about his father, he started crying because he had an incident happen when he was 13 where his parents were divorcing and his father turns to him and says, Son, you get to choose who you're going to live with, mom or, or me. And that is a horrible, horrible place to be for a 13-year-old. Oh, when he told me, I was like, oh, fuck, that sucks. And he was in tears, this grown man. He's a cowboy. Like, literally, he's a cowboy. He was a state champ, like, national champion rodeo. You know, he's like a Texan. On our calls with one another, he, he has a little cup, and he spits out uh, chewing tobacco. It doesn't get more Texan than this man. And um, I said, so what do you did? He goes, I've been doing counseling and therapy for 20 years. And still, after 20 years, when he told me the story, he couldn't stop from bawling. So what about that? I wonder what kind of counselors did, did, did he go to? Did he just talk about it? And this thanks. See you next week. I've been working with him for three weeks now. We have dismantled that story in such a beautiful way. He was telling the story that he was like responsible and he was like a victim of this horrible decision. And he realized that his father, after we worked on it, he wasn't a victim at all. His father, his father, he saw his dad as with respect going, son, you know, who do you want to live with? I don't want to tell you what to choose. But deep down inside, his father, because he was going through some major issues with addictions and all that, just a crazy-ass life. And his father was crossing his fingers, praying that his son chose him. And he realized, holy fuck, I saved my dad's life. I chose correctly. But I was feeling guilt about abandoning my mother. But it was the right call because dad would have killed himself. I kept him alive and I had a great relationship with my mother. So he has had in three weeks with 20 years of counseling, 20 fucking years and still so depressed because it's about the diagnosis without real solution and talking about it without a real solution. He had two healing conversations in three weeks, one with his mom, one with his dad saying, thank you so much for the choice that you put me through. I saw myself as a victim of it. It was actually the best thing. You did it out of love. It must have been so hard for you to put me through that or to be in that situation. Mom, it must have been so difficult to not see me every day. What was that like for you? And he empathized with his mother and his abusive narcissistic father that he was a victim to. He saw empathy for the first time after he empathized with himself. We guided him into these really painful conversations with his inner child. And in three weeks, his daughter, his sister, and his wife are all messaging him going, 
what the fuck's gotten into you? Who have you become? They're like, this guy, like, this work is completely different. And I'm like, I don't mean to knock your therapist and counselor. I just, I'm tired of having this conversation. So let me hit go live and fucking wake people up. Let's wake up. That knowing your attachment style is not the end, it's only the beginning. And you becoming the hero to healing your attachment wounds is the only solution. That a guide, a guru, a coach, a therapist, a counselor is not here to save you and rescue you. You are the hero to save you and rescue you. And it's wise for you, instead of looking for a savior, to do talk therapy for fucking five years. Find a guide to help you become your own self-healer. So that you don't need a fucking therapist to be able to have a conversation with your partner. You've gotten to a level that you're so emotionally bulletproof or trigger-proof. You've been able to create safety in a relationship. And you understand psychological safety. You understand emotional safety. You understand how to create it internally. Rather than making the whole world responsible for creating it within you. Which is what most fucking safe space practitioners are trying to settle, sell you. I'm trying to sell responsibility. I'm trying to sell uh, accountability in a world where everybody just wants to be the victim because it's a great quick way of achieving power when we don't have it. They cannot do it for you. Maureen, you are a self-healer. And if you choose to do this work, the only people I want to work with are the ones that put their hand up and go, I want to break the cycle. I want to break the cycle. Right? Leslie, I remember when you first <laughs> you're a genius, I want a t-shirt, he gets it, he heal he gets it healed. Finally truth. Leslie, go ahead. How many years of therapy did you have you done to solve that problem and how quickly did it take for you to actually get complete and whole with it? Now healing is a journey for life. Yes, but learning the tools to self-heal and process each trigger is our work and responsibility. It's not a fucking therapist's. <laughs> How long did it take you? It took five a five-hour workshop. By the way, most people who've come to our workshops, the overview experience, they say this, the most common, is it feels like I've done 10 years of therapy in five hours. And when you come to breath work and the overview experience, it's like 30 years of therapy. Literally, your entire life is explained and you realize that you're not broken, that your nervous system is working exactly properly given the trauma that you've gone through and you simply yet haven't learned how to self-regulate, how to self-assess, how to recognize which state of the polyvagal system that you're in, how to move yourself up the ladder into what we call ventral how to feel safety from within, how to be the only one in the world to see you, hear you, and love you, and be okay with it. And then to look at the person who you once thought was your perpetrator, and you're now able to look at them and go, wow, I'm not a victim to them anymore. They were actually a wounded soul, and I have compassion for them. I'm not, I'm not like, um, what is it, Stockholm Syndrome, abandoning myself. I'm fully resourced. And now I'm beyond forgiveness. I'm actually in a place of completion. I feel whole. I feel complete. The anxiety has now left my body. I feel safe in my body. I am no longer telling this story. Poor me, poor me, poor me. I am no longer. I am free. 
I want to learn. I know I have a lot to learn on this. Well, that thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Melissa, because that's what this whole community is about. It just seems that there's people here that are like, well, that's your opinion. I'm like, I'm sorry, do you know this is my community? This is like you coming to a workshop, then somebody asks a question in that workshop. Somebody asks a question in that workshop, and then you jump in and you go, oh, you got to do this, 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 and this. And I'm like, uh, excuse me, this is my fucking house. <laughs> go start your own community and start touting all of your remedies. But the reason why you're here, hopefully, is that you actually want to learn. You want to learn how to become trigger-proof, not you want to be right. If you want to be right, well, go somewhere else and be right. This community is about a completely different conversation. Melissa says, I want to learn. Great. Cool. It's like, all right, I want to learn. I, nobody ever taught me. My parents did not teach me how to have healthy relationships. It's not my fault. My parents did not have the skills. It's not their fault either. Because their parents didn't have the skills. So I was raised in the children are to be seen, not heard generation. Or spare the rod, spoil the child. That generation. And so when it's based on conformity and obedience, I have been trained and conditioned to abandon myself. That's not my fault. But now that I'm awake to it, I want to take full responsibility for bringing my soul that left my body a long time ago in search of validation for others. I want to put it back into my body and find my inner voice and speak my truth and be able to create safe relationships because I want to take responsibility. I'm a hashtag cycle breaker. So click on that link. Leslie says, uh, heal. Finally, he makes sense. I swear he has the key. He makes sense. He will guide you through a better. Leslie came to our overview experience and she had this moment of awakening. It was like a spiritual awakening. You literally saw light coming through her head when she's like, holy crap. And she was reduced to a puddle of tears, healing, surrendering tears where she realized that she wasn't really a victim, that her mother was just completely like in the dark and that that she literally found her power and she's no longer a victim and now oh one of another client who came to the overview experience he wrote down he said i'm uh i can't believe it but i i'm going to my therapist i wonder what they're going to think when i go and tell them that i'm no longer depressed anymore because what we teach you is different than what counselors and therapists have have been trained how do i know well because i have a psychiatrist as a client I have a psychologist as a client. I have counselors as clients. And they're all saying the same thing. They're like, we don't learn this shit. This is what I love teaching. And I'm very passionate about it. This is my community. I, I feel a, a duty and a sense of duty and responsibility to educate, to give you as much training here for free as possible so that there's a little voice that goes off and says, you know what? I'm actually ready to take responsibility and heal. I want to be a cycle breaker. When you're signing up to any of these workshops, like the, there's a free one coming up on the 16th, show up. It's should I stay or should I go? I'm going to talk about how to heal your attachment wounds, like how to change from insecure, avoidant, insecure, um, uh, anxious, attached, disorganized, how to shift it to secure. Because the truth of the matter is it doesn't matter the diagnosis. The treatment is the same. You got to learn how to build your self-worth and learn how to have self-trust. 
self-worth and self-trust. A lack of self-worth and a lack of self-trust are the hallmarks of your attachment style. So when you learn anxious, oh, I'm anxious, I thought so, Whoop. game over. No, that's not true. Don't take it as a fucking label and a diagnosis. Realize that you're now responsible for healing the issue of self-worth and lack of self-trust that's having you show up as insecure in your relationship. It's a starting point. It's not a, the diagnosis is not an ending point. So I hope this has been relevant for you. Let me know what your biggest takeaways were. If you're jumping on now, definitely go back and watch the replay. Invite people into this group who have um, who really need to be part of this conversation. I welcome any comments. I know this is going to trigger you. If you're a counselor, you're a therapist. I just see the hate mail coming. I'm just that's fine. The, the holistic psychologist gets so much fucking hate from her colleagues, her therapist colleagues. Obviously, especially the therapists and colleagues who haven't really done the work, they'll go, they'll see it as a threat because it's about them rather than looking at what's best for humanity, right? The best guides, the best mentors that you can find are ones that are trying to get you to not need them forever. Let me say that again. <laughs> here's how you know you're going to a really great guide or a mentor this is the telltale sign you ask the question what is my strategy what's the end range what's the strategy oh no you're gonna need this for the rest of your life eh, choose again choose again the ideal guide is one that is giving you an outcome has a specific plan has it set out right away, has listened to your whole case first. That's why we get people when they apply, you tell us your story. We're not going to just going to talk about it week after week. You just dump it all out. And then we're going to spend three months, six weeks, whatever. We have these programs to help you uh, or weekend workshops, whatever your, whatever your commitment level, however important it is for you. I want to create a secure relationship in six months. Okay, great. Now I know what that is. Now I have an outcome. Well, what do we need to do? This is, this is the approach we take. Well, that's the outcome we're waking. Let's work backwards. Who do I need to become? What do I need to heal? Who do I need to dissolve? Where are my resentments? Who are my perpetrators? I, I get you to write a list of all your perpetrators. And one by one, we cross off giving your power away to them. One by one, we take back our power on each of them and heal. We've had people who've had restraining orders with their exes. After they've done the work, they've lifted the restraining order because they now learn that their lack of safety was internally created. Healed their relationships with their sons, became whole and complete. That's all we're talking about. And if the therapist hasn't done the work themselves, then I believe it when they say it's not possible for this to happen in three weeks. Of course under the traditional methods it's not but if you use if you go by what we're talking about and you follow those five shifts that i talk about in that webinar with the link that's right under right under the uh, comment section then you will know exactly what to do so i really look forward to sharing that with you it's the 16th let me know if you have any other questions um yeah this is really about taking full responsibility and being your own hero becoming a cycle breaker realizing it didn't start with you so it's not your fault but it can end with you those are the people who do this type of work that's what this community that's the conversation of this community so didn't mean to offend but it's likely going to happen and i'm okay with it and i'm here to have an adult conversation about it thanks for your participation thanks for firing me up enough to have me hit go live and come and 
share this message. Very important message with you. See you at the next perfect time.